Welcome to the Maximus Podcast. Your hosts, uh, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Uh, this intro is actually done after the interview uh, that we just did with CT fucking Fletcher. Um, <laughs> I, you know, we were supposed to drop sponsor names, uh, to do an intro, and, and I just forgot. I couldn't help myself. Um, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't even going to cut you off and say well, anything. As soon as so soon, not, as soon as he got on, I just hit record. Like we're rolling. Let's go. Yeah. So we're not going to leave you guys in suspense too long. Our sponsors are Lalo Tactical, Lalo.com, L-A-L-O.com. Use the code Maximus fifty. Get yourself some shoes. Uh, the Maximus shoe would be the one I would go for, but all the shoes and boots are great. And then ten thousand T E N T H O U S A N D dot C C. Use the code Maximus15 for a discount on some uh, athletic apparel. And uh, yeah, fuck it. Here is the man, C.T. Fletcher. Mr. Fletcher, is that you? Yeah, it's me. I don't see you. you. Well, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, here here I am. How the oh, hell here are you? Are. Bobby Maximus. What the fuck is going on, Bobby? I'm fucking deadlifting and uh, living the dad life, looking after my raggedy ass kids. Hey so, man, ain't nothing better than that. No man, it's 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 all right. Uh, my good friend Joe Sabula's on here. He's one of my very best friends uh, and, and partners in the podcast. Um, he's excited. Well, how the fuck are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm I am honored to have you on our show, sir. I'm a huge fan, so this will be fantastic. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. I, it's no, no, it's the honor is mine. Trust me. I ain't no big deal. <laughs> so, so listen, on, on that note, uh, uh, CT, you're going to be episode hundred and, and I'm going to try not to, not to fanboy too much. We've, we've, we've met a bunch, uh, hung out. Um, we've had edge on the podcast from the WWE, Joe DeFranco, Jay Ferrugia, uh, a, a lot of the best in the business, but you know, you're one of the people that's influenced me most in my career, uh, in, in your message, if there was, if there's three people that have been pivotal for me, it's you, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and a guy named Robbie Robinson. So wow. we are, uh, <laughs> we are, uh, excited to have you on now. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, about a few things. So I want to start with, with the heart. How have, how have you recovered from the heart surgery? How are you doing? I see you lifting the pig iron in the backyard. Um, <laughs> how are you doing with all that? Yeah, that's where I started. So I'm back to it. Um, you know, I, I'm not where I want to be, Bobby, but I'm so much better than what I was. I have no complaints. And I was, I was pretty bad off for a while there. One of the things I've always wanted to ask you is I've watched you go from having a hard time getting out of a chair, uh, having no energy to just fucking turning it on and, and, and being superhuman. How, how do you do that? Where does that come from? Uh, good, the good Lord, Bobby, the good Lord. And I was, you know, my mother's example is probably, you know, what drives me most. Uh, she was sick, you know, her whole life. And ever since I was a little kid, I've seen her struggle every day, and she never complained once. So um, that was my example. So I try to just try to be like her. Yeah. Did she? Did she also teach you how to be so humble? One of the things I, I really watch people. I, I'm an observer by nature. Your whole crew, like like you, your wife, uh, Samson, really is is a sweetheart of a kid. 
Um, he's got a heart of gold. I've seen you guys. Hey, kind Samson. What's up, my man? How are you? Good to see you. I am. I am good. But you guys, out of anybody, are like the kindest group of people I've ever met. Where, where does that come from? Does that come from not growing up with a lot, uh, just having good parents? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, w- when you put an S on that parents, that's why I'm laughing. But uh, uh, yes, it comes from my, my mother's example. And then I try to pass it on to my kids. So Samson picked it up. My kids pick it up pretty good from from me. But uh, my mom is the one. My if it was you know left up to my dad, I'd probably be in a mental institution right now. <laughs> yeah. So tell me tell me more about about CT's mom because you mentioned her a couple of times, and she's obviously been a big influence in your life. What what what, what kind of values did you have growing up? Um, what kind of woman was she? Because she sounds pretty damn great. Well, it, I, she had a huge influence on my life. Like I said, my dad was a preacher. I don't know if you knew that. My dad was a preacher, and uh, he was a uh, fire and brimstone, and everything was a sin. You know, uh, looking at TV was a sin. Talking to girls was a sin. Everything was a fucking sin. And, you know, he was kind of the guy, one of the guys that would beat the hell out of you, you know, if he felt like it. Uh, you know, I went I went to school with broken noses and black eyes and shit. So uh, I, it would it was enough to drive a, a a kid insane. But thank God I had my mom on the other side who you know counteracted all that shit and made me semi normal, semi sane. So I, I don't say I'm completely sane, but she kept me uh, as sane as I am today. Love it. How? So growing up, you have a great female influence in your life, a mom. I think we all need a great mom. I think it's important. Uh, how did you How did you fall into the weight room? Uh, well, that started uh, with I had a, a, a cousin that was uh, incarcerated for most of his life. And, but when he would come out, you know, he'd take, have brief stints where he wasn't in prison. He'd come out, he'd come by the house, and me and my brother... My older brother Walt would be in awe of how big I thought. Well, I thought he had the biggest arms I had ever seen in my life. His name was Junior Miles, and uh, I wanted to be like Junior Miles. I didn't care, you know. I didn't care anything about how he got like that. I just, I just wanted to have them big ass arms like Junior Miles. And he, he showed us a few. We, we had got an old swap meet pig iron set of weights from the swap meet. And he showed us how to use it. I'm like, oh, we were in fucking awe of that, man. I'm like, I, I want to be like that, motherfucker. I didn't think about the, he's a murdering some bitch, but I just want to be like him, man. So did you learn from him? Did you learn from your brother? Or, or did you reach out? Because I've seen you, you're connected with some of the biggest people in the industry. Was it like a like a small town back then? Did you know all these guys? Or or do you just kind of learn from them afar and then get to meet all these guys? No, I I, uh, I grew up in Compton, California. And, you know, just about everybody has some sort of a weight set in their backyard, in their garage, or something. It was a thing to do in Compton, California, uh, was to lift weights in your garage, in your backyard, you know, and everybody, everybody wanted to see who was the biggest. That was the only thing that mattered. Well, who had the biggest arms was a particular thing. Uh, and, and nobody really cared much about calves or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, we did, big arms was the thing in Compton. And we, uh, 
we'd have sort of like a competition of who could stroll down Compton Boulevard with the biggest arms. You know, the show was on Saturdays. You train all week. On Saturday, you stroll down Compton Boulevard to show the guns. I love it. I love it. Now, when did you when did you start taking this real seriously, though? Because there's there's a difference between working out, kind of look good, and and being strong. And when I went to your gym for Iron Wars Three, you got a bunch of strong motherfuckers there. When <laughs> when did this become a thing for you? Because I, I gotta tell you, I've been watching some old videos of you and laughing. You're you're getting interviewed. You're a ginormous man, but you're polite. There's no swearing. There's uh, it's it's good. When did you start taking this seriously as a career? I started. Well, I, I never. Uh, I wanted it to be a career, but Bobby, you got even when I you know when I back when I started, wasn't no internet, wasn't no social media, none of that shit. So powerlifting. You couldn't make no money powerlifting, that's for sure. I would I would have loved to have made it a career, but I think we had one contest in my whole career, 20-some years, where the first prize was a thousand bucks. And man, I was fucking on cloud nine when I won that thousand bucks. I was like, this is fucking fantastic. I'm a real professional now. I got a thousand bucks, man. I've only been lifting 22 years. I got a fucking thousand bucks. <laughs> that's that's funny. Did, did you ever want to do the bodybuilding thing, kind of like Robbie Robinson did? Oh hell yeah! I mean, the Black Prince was uh, you know one of my idols. I, I looked at the, the I looked at the magazines just like every other kid. You know, I see Robbie Robinson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, Bill Pearl. Uh, uh, Dave, Dave Draper was big back then. Franklin. And did you, did you, oh, yeah, did you have a chance to train with those guys back in the day? Uh, the only, you know, the guys that I got to train next to or at the same time were more like uh, Lee Haney area, uh, Mike good. Christian era, uh, people like that. Because by that time, I was really, you know, into training hard. Other was just in, inspiration. I'd buy the magazines and get inspired and train in my backyard. But when I finally got to go to a Gold's Gym or someplace like that, it was more like during the Mike Christian, uh, Lee Haney era. Got ya. Lee Haney's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Um, incredible physique, strong from everything I've heard, a, a real nice down to earth guy. So exactly. fast Fast forward now, you're, yeah, fast forward now, you're one of the biggest fitness people on the, on the internet. How did that come about? Like, how did, how did, how does an old ass man get into YouTube and Instagram? Do you have somebody that pushed you into this, like a business guy, or did you just kind of start an account and shit happen? Well, I tell you what, it was a guy named Arash Babu, who, uh, he's the guy over Strength Project. I had never heard of YouTube, never heard of Instagram, never heard of none of that shit. I had no idea what social media was. And he comes in the gym one day and says, hey, CT, uh, can I, I hear you used to be a world champion. I'd be, yeah. He says, well, I wanted to do an interview for you and put it on my YouTube channel. I said, okay, what's YouTube? And he explained to me what YouTube was. And then I asked him one question. I said, can I be myself? Can I say whatever I want to say? And he said, yes. 
And I said, okay, fuck it, it's on, man. And I never expected anybody to, you know, watch the video because the, the first thing out of my mouth was, look, I don't give a fuck if you watch it or not. That's what I told. And I did. Because I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I what it was or what I was doing. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't care. Watch me, don't watch me. Turn the shit off. I don't give a fuck. And lo and behold, people like that. Yeah, I would. I would say. I mean, I'm looking at at CT Fletcher videos on YouTube right now, and my personal favorite, probably everybody's personal favorite, "I Command You to Grow," has got 10 million oh, downloads. Man. 10 million downloads, and I will tell you, nine million of those were me. So you're welcome. <laughs> Love it. I, uh, now, now, now you're living a life where, where I've seen you work out with Terry Crews. Uh, you know, Bill Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, you're a huge wrestler. Yeah. Man, which I love, Stone Cold Steve oh, Austin. Yeah. Do you do you sometimes yeah. just pinch yourself? And you were with on your Instagram today, posted yourself with the man, Dr. Dre. Um, yeah. How how did that come about? Uh, Bobby, first of all, you're absolutely. I'm a huge wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan since I was a little bitty kid. Uh, running to the TV set when I used to watch uh, The Rock's dad, Rocky Soul Man Johnson. Uh, wrestle, we, we run to the fucking TV set. But uh, how it came about with uh, Dr. Dre was he watched the movie, uh, the documentary, My Magnificent Obsession. First, his wife watched it and she said, Hey, Dre, you gotta see this because he's into fitness, you know, the lifting and stuff. So he watched it and then he reached out and contacted my daughter. And set up a meeting. The next thing I know, a week later, I'm sitting in his living room. It was it, everything, everything. Do I pinch myself? I pinch the fuck out of myself. Every, I can't believe. It. I still can't believe. It. I can't believe I'm talking to Bobby Maximus. Shit. Yeah, man. Well, I I don't even know. I don't even know what to what to say about that CT. I'm just a small town Canadian guy. I. Uh, I was completely blown away when I met you, you at the Arnold, we met in the basement of, uh, of the Marriott. And, and like I said, you guys were so kind and you've been a huge influence on my life. I want to talk a little bit though, about your legacy going forward and, and how you pass that on, because I see a lot of the same things in Samson that I see in you. Um, and I want to talk to him a little bit. How, how wonderful is it as a dad to see Samson just killing it? Man, uh, Bob, this kid, uh, I, I, we start, I started Iron Addicts brand. And in the beginning, Iron Addicts brand was me and Samson. That was it. We, 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 were, we were Iron Addicts brand. Every time I went to the gym, my little boy was with me. He was right there with me when I had my heart attack. My little boy was right with me, right next to me. And he's always, always, always been right there. He's the original Iron Addict crew. And it, you know, just, I can't describe to you how much joy I get out of being in the backyard with my son and going through this whole journey with him from day one. Because I, I remember when we were driving down the street in a car and I was, that car was so fucking raggedy, Bobby. Yeah, I was, I was wondering if we was going to make it, you know, where we was going <laughs> or make it back. 
and scrape, scrape the change out of the ashtray to try to get Samson some tacos from Taco Bell. <laughs> and he, he, you know, he remembers that. And it's just been a, a hell of a journey. And I love the kid to death. That's that's my heart. That's my heart. I got seven kids. <laughs> that's my heart. Jeez, but he is he is getting fucking strong. Oh yeah. Oh, He's yeah. uh I wanna say I'm watching him throw around four oh five on bench with fucking pauses. I mean he yeah. in the last I wanna say year, what what kind of program do you got him on? Can you share his workouts with us? Because I wanna I wanna steal him and copy him. Yeah, he's he's doing the uh, the old school stuff that I did, you know, twenty five years ago. I'm uh I'm showing him everything that I did 25 years ago. That's why he's heavy on the pig iron because if you don't know about the pig iron, it's a different animal. It's because none of the weights uh, exactly weigh what they say on the side of them. They're all fucking mixed up and then the rust makes them a little bit. Pig iron's a different animal. If you can hang with the pig, when you get to a real Olympic set of weights, it's a, it's a lot lighter. It's just a difference. And, and, you know, people that are experienced with pig iron, they know what I'm talking about. But it's it's a different animal. The kids, and he's just getting started. I didn't get to my peak strength until I was like 32, 33 years old. And he just turned 25. So he's got a, a ways to go. No, I love it. Now, now. I also want to talk a little bit about, cause I just gotta, I, I, I've got no order for this or no plan. There's just a bunch of shit I want to ask you and, and, right. and learn about, but like with the recovery from the heart attack, I saw that you went vegan. Mm-hmm. Are you still following the vegan diet and how did that affect you? Uh, I, I call myself plant-based because okay. some, some uh, vegans, I think vegan is a little, you know, their, their uh, philosophy is a little stronger than mine. I'm just plant-based because it's healthy for me yep. and I feel a lot better. I'm just doing, I'm just eating the veggies because it, of my health and yep. how it makes me feel. Not because, you know, not so much because I, I hate the, the destruction of people eating meat. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, if somebody wants to eat meat, I ain't got no problem with them. And, and a vegan would have a problem with them. See? So I'm just plant-based uh, because of the way it affects my health. My doctors love it, and I feel so much better. So I'm sticking with the shit, Bobby. Yeah, and because and, you didn't eat the healthiest for the longest time. Hell no. <laughs> are, you, are you better now than before the heart, um, before the heart surgery? Like, are you... Best you've been in years because I see you with a ton of energy moving around. You look great. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel uh, I'm still not. Uh, you know, I'm hell, I'm a lot older for one thing, but I'm not a hundred percent. But like I said, it's it's night and day. I'm so so much better, and like the doctors love my numbers. Everything I'm feeling so much better. So. I'm going to keep eating these Brussels sprouts and shit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, what's what's next for you? You've done, you're, you're all over the damn internet. You've got the respect and admiration of, of everybody. Like The Rock's talking about you. Dre's talking about you. Terry Crews is talking about you. What, what do you really want to do? What's your, what's your lifetime goal here? Well, um... We got a a, a big time uh, 
documentary coming out and Dr. Dre let me be a part, a small part of it. I want to reach as many people as possible with a positive message. You know, my mom told me as a little kid, you got to love everybody. And I'm like, hey, mom, but you know, it's uh, what if what if they don't what if they don't love me? What if they hate me? And she said, it's easy to love people that love you back. But the real thing is, the real trick is to be able to love people that hate you. Then you're doing something. Then you're really doing something right then. I mean, it's no no job, no, not hard at all to love people that love you back or that love you. But when you love that person that hates you, then you're doing something. So I'm trying to spread that, you know, message as far as I can, man. Love everybody and be real with it and, and, and break down all these different fucking barriers we got. If I can get that message across to as many people as I can before I leave here, then I'll be doing good. And my legacy is my kids. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's talk about Samson. I don't know if he can still hear me, but what's next for that monster? I'll, I'll let you talk to him. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Samson, how are you, my man? I'm finding yourself. I'm, I'm good. I, I wanted to tell you, uh, I'm watching you kill it on the fucking internet. You're, you're way stronger than, than, I mean, I watched you grow over the last two years. What's next for you? What, what are you really aiming to do here? Honestly, Bobby, um, I was aiming for like a world record or try to get a world record within, you know, my age and uh, my weight group. But I do have something in store that I think God is going to bless me with. And the number one thing that I know I need to do is solidify my legacy is start this TV show that I'm trying to start. Oh, nice. It's called Gym Games. Okay. And I really, this is like the only thing that's been on my mind. This is my magnificent obsession. <laughs> I love it. Well, tell me, tell me a little bit about that. What is it? What, what, what does it entail? So it entails uh, basically um, it's not just like powerlifting base or, you know, weightlifting base. It's like firefighters versus police officers type of, uh, oh, nice. you know, energy that I'm trying to bring. You know, if you got a be the best skier versus the best skier, let's do that. Let's go up to the mountains and see who, who really is the best. <laughs> I love that, my man. Um, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Give me a piece of it. I'll, I'll, you can hire me <laughs> coach when it when it comes on or i want to compete one of the two so well, let's have bobby compete and i'll coach him that'll be fantastic that would be a blast i love i love hearing that um ct before we go i just want to tell you a couple of stories here about how you've influenced me um the number one was when i met you uh we we formed a friendship and then over time it grew and you invited me to iron wars three yeah and I don't know how much you remember about that because I know it was, it was close to before your heart transplant. Um, and I know it was really difficult for you to be there. Uh, there was a bunch of interviews going on and, and it was busy, but um, I had just come down uh, with the start of a sickness. Uh, I lost 47 pounds in 30 days. Yeah, I remember. I remember well, Bobby. And I was fucking skinny. Um, and, and I had to wear a diaper to go there. Uh, I didn't know if I could make it. Um, I was bummed because I wanted to lift and, and impress you and impress people there. And, and I was really fucked up and watching you and your strength and your courage, uh, in terms of just how gracious you were to everybody and, and how you were able to make it through that event, even though you were really sick. 
um, that served as an inspiration for me. So even when I was on my deathbed, almost dying and, and in bedridden for six weeks, um, you served as an inspiration to me to be strong. So thank you for that. Um, man, I wanted to tell you that, um, cause you're someone I look up to and, and, and Joe really looks up to. And then the second thing I, I got a beef with you, um, <laughs> this, goes back, this goes back a number of years. So my little boy, he's 11 now, but he's five years old. He's in kindergarten. And I was a single dad for a while and he's been watching CT Fletcher videos at home. You follow? (laughs) So it's, it's at school. It's what does your dad do day? And he goes to a fancy ass private school. I didn't grow up with a lot, Uh have a lot of money. (laughs) And people are asking, what do your parents do? And and little Timmy says, my dad's a lawyer. Some guy's dad is a doctor. Then they ask my kid and I'm going to quote you what he says. My dad's a motherfucking monster, and you tell all, <laughs> you tell all the villagers to go in their huts and hide because dad's shit apart and lifting weights. So he got he got in a lot of trouble for that. And and I want to tell you, I I blame you. So you need to, you need to rectify the situation somehow uh, because he still goes to this school. They let him back in after he got suspended, but uh, they, they do not like me at the school. And I, I put the blame on your shoulders, my man. I accept it. I accept it. It's a partially your fault for letting them look at my videos, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll take the blame for that. That is the fucking funniest story <laughs> I think I ever heard. Man. I'm, well, about a young kid, that's, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's bad, but it's, I'll take the blame for it, man. I'm oh crazy. yeah. And I, I gotta tell you that boy, uh, Joe knows him really well. That boy, he's 11. He loves you. He oh is, man. Oh so, man. He loves you. Your message resonates. It resonates. <laughs> like that kid loves it. Oh, that is fantastic, man. I, I hate that he got in trouble, but. <laughs> It's, it's you know it's like when they call me at, at the school and they say hey, Samson's been fighting again, Mister Fletcher, you got to come up here. I'm like, okay, I'll be right there. And I go up there and I pull Samson to the side. I said, did you beat his ass? <laughs> <laughs> did you fuck him up? You keep dropping your left. Come on. <laughs> That's the most important part. Now don't do that again, son. <laughs> Make sure you kick that ass. <laughs> Love it. Now, now one, one final thing, your, your philosophy, um, the, the hard work, the dedication, the, the never say die attitude, has that always been there or have you honed and, and perfected that throughout the years? Because your, your message, I think it's, it's rough for some people. I mean, there's a lot of swears, but it's very, very articulate when you listen to that. Um, how's that developed over the years? Uh, Bobby, um, you have it. So you know that it's either, I think you have to be born with some of it. You know, you may, you may add some things to it, but a little bit of it, you have to be born with, uh, cause some people by, you know, by nature, by nature, you have to have to, in order to step in an octagon, or a ring and face an opponent that you, you have to have something in you from nature that gives you the desire to even do some shit that crazy. You know what I mean? And some people just don't have that, that enough of that crazy gene to do something like that. So you know what I mean, because you've been there, you've done it. 
that you got to have a little, a little, just enough crazy gene in you to do shit like that. So I think I was born with a little crazy gene. I think Bobby Maximus was born with a little crazy gene in him. I don't know about Joe, but Joe, look, he looked like he might be a little crazy too. <laughs> you know, we're, I mean, we're all a little crazy to love pain this much. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. part of the, it, it's, it's part of the deal. And that's, and that's one thing I love. There's a line that you use that when pain comes to your door, you got to invite that motherfucker in and sit Hell down yeah. for lunch. Come yeah. on in and sit the fuck and make yourself at home. <laughs> <laughs> love that line. Cause you gotta, you gotta sacrifice how, how do you feel about kids these days? Because I, I've always wanted to ask you this. I'm, I'm only 41, but like, we're just around a bunch of entitled fucking babies. Oh, man. Crying, crying. You wrote something the other day. They're all crying about the coronavirus. It's like the worst thing in the world. You can't go outside. And I'm seeing you and Samson in the backyard just having like the time of your lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he lo- he loves it. I love it. It's uh, you know some of the best moments of our life to be back there. Yeah, be, be my, I'm gonna let Samson take. <laughs> it's not gonna last forever. What you have to understand, and I, it, you gotta embrace these times. Yeah, you gotta look back at it. And it's gonna you know history. Yeah, is made. We're living history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean like it's it's nice to be at home with your family. Like oh, man, it, you, it, they, it, they forced us. <laughs> yeah, but for me, it's no problem. You know, if you like being at home with your family, there's no problem. You know, as long as I have a weight set, I'm yep. good. Like, and even, you know, it, it goes back to the old days. Uh, Samson and CT, have you guys ever seen Hannibal for King? You know who that is? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, if you have a fucking swing set in your backyard, you're fucking That's good. right. Yeah. You don't need much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bring it back with old jailhouse workouts. Like, do some fucking push-ups. It's not right. Hannibal, Hannibal's an animal, man. <laughs> that dude's bad. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, listen, you guys, uh, we won't take any more of your time, but it has been a pleasure uh, from the bottom of, of my heart, and, and I'll speak for Joe as well, because yeah, sure. he himself. Um, we love you guys. Uh, hey, and- Listen, if there's anything we can ever do for you, uh, CT or Samson on your TV show, um, I've worked in TV a little bit, Joe's worked in TV. If there's anything we can do at all to help you, um, we're game. Yeah, no. please, please. Hey, love you back, love you back, love you, Joe, love you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. Love you guys, thank you so much. Holy shit, Joe! The fucking man. <laughs> I'm, I, uh, I'm like speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. I didn't I, like. I didn't know what to ask. I didn't know. I just. I sat back and just absorbed it. Just absorbed yeah. it. You know the the thing for me is like uh, we've interviewed a lot of people, mm-hmm. and and we got to interview Edge, who is is one of the. And it's fitting because this is our hundredth episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got to interview Edge because. I don't know. We became friends somewhere along the way and, 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 and stuff. Um, and and I, I feel like I'm as good of friends with CT as I am with edge, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, I remember meeting CT Fletcher in the basement of a, of a Marriott at at the Arnold. And I was fucking starstruck. I'm not going to lie. Like we joke around on the podcast a lot about, uh, what would I do if I met Hulk Hogan, like meeting CT to me, 
is like meeting fucking Robbie Robinson, Arnold. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think if CT and Arnold were walking down the street, I would run up to CT first. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's a fucking yeah. that dude, dude. Arnold is where it all fucking goes. Yeah, but, he is. Yeah, but. I don't know. There's just, there's something so, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like attractive about CT Fletcher. There's just something that just draws you in. Like I said, just listening to the man talk, he could be talking about what he had for breakfast and it just fills me with like, joy, yeah, he just got so much charisma, but I do yeah. want to reiterate to people. He swears a lot. Yeah. He's fucking rough. Uh, He's not pretending to be hardcore. This is mm-hmm. who this fucking guy is. He gets shit done, but I do want to reiterate how kind him and his people are like when his wife, his business manager, his son, their spouses, like his whole group at every show I've been, and we've been on state, we were in Houston together. We're Mm -hmm. in Salt Lake together. Um, You know, we've been to the Arnold together and it's just like, I have seen him be so kind to people and it's very reminiscent to me of the rock. It's funny. He mentioned the rock's dad yeah. because the rock is very gracious like that. Like the rock yeah. has time for people all the time. And, and I've watched CT be dead exhausted, but get out of a seat when he can barely stand mm-hmm. to look somebody in the eye and shake their hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unreal to me. So I, I, I'm in awe of the guy. I mean, I don't know what, I don't even fucking remember what questions I asked. <laughs> like I was just trying to like, Oh my God, I, I want to ask him everything. I want to redo the interview now because <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, Holy shit. I'm telling you right now. I'm like, I want to go out in the backyard and just lift some weights. I, Fuck like, yeah. You're, you're going to have to edit the shit out of me. Make me sound. <laughs> I don't even know if my voice squeaked. If fucking, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, I, I can be allowed to fanboy over someone like CT Fletcher. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and, and I, and I've known for a long time, like CT means the world to you like that. So I'm impressed that you held it together as well as you did. Let and me. like I said, I ended up like, I, I thought I was going to have to run this interview to be honest with you, but like, it, I don't know. I, I was starstruck just talking to the man. I can't believe we had him like on the show. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. still like, and then, and then, and then to have his son sit right there too, chiming in. Samson's always been really, really kind. Uh, I mean, he's, he's his father's son. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they're so, oh, I just, just real. I mean, just real people. And, 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 you know, the whole pig iron thing, I just, I love, I love that about them that it was like, you know what, these are just weights we had in our backyard. Like they weren't, they weren't privileged to have like this giant gym or this like fancy facility. And, and in, in these days, you know, with everybody on lockdown, it's like, that's the mentality that folks need. You know what? You need to find something heavy and just pick it up. It doesn't have to be a barbell. It doesn't have to be stamped with like rogue on the side or whatever. You just, you take what you got, you know, and, and, and just get to work. That's the whole thing. That's his, his whole ethic is such just like a, a, a serious work ethic is he, he wants to, to do the thing and he wants to do it well. And he's not going to fuck around with like the details. Like, let's just get down and get it done. And, and he is the result of all of that. And, and despite everything that he's been through, I mean, his whole story about the heart attack and the transplant and, and, and the fact that he is not just able to kind of bounce back from it and be vibrant, but the fact that he comes out of it and he's still such a wonderful human being. And he has every reason to be a bitter asshole if he wanted to be, and nobody would blame him at all. And he's not. He is the kindest, most gracious. Like, Whoa, grateful. I mean, that's, 
Yeah. I mean, the, the term is real is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like he's not pretending. I love the story about the YouTube about, yeah. I just fucking, the guy gave me any one you a fucking interview. I said, yeah, I just, can I be myself? And then he's dropping the F-bombs and then it uh-huh. just exploded. But I'll tell you, I, I, I got something to say and, and I want to end the podcast with this, Joe. Right. Um, I have now been told, uh, I told this story in the Edge podcast when I went to Comic-Con with my boy, my pride and joy. He was four years old, five years old. Hulk Hogan's lined up. He's looking tired. All these parents are bringing the raggedy ass kids up to meet Hulk Hogan. They got no clue who he is. It's really sad because they should know. But I've made sure my boy does know who Hulk Hogan is. And he, my boy does the, the Wolfpack sign from the NWO. If you don't know wrestling, you don't get it. But he does the fucking thing. The Hulk Hogan thing. And Hulk's eyes lit up. He got down on one knee, put his big ass hand on my boy's back. He starts talking to him. And then at one point of the conversation, he says, Hey, take care of your old man. And then he looks up at me and goes, Oh man, no, 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 never mind. I said that. He he can take care of himself. But I got called fucking capable by Hulk Hogan. And then today, which may taught that I got called fucking, I think CT called me crazy. And I think that's the nicest thing anyone said. <laughs> Oh, well, oh. I'm glad that makes your day, Bobby. That's amazing. Fuck, I'm going to, like, make a shirt. Oh, my God. She <laughs> called me crazy. <laughs> fucking crazy. So, but but the other the other thing I'll go back to is he really was, when I was really sick, Joe, he was an inspiration to me because I was, yeah. I was I don't know if you remember, I was rough. Oh, no, I remember. We talked a lot during that whole thing. And, and, and he came up a lot. You know what I mean? Like, he came up as, like, you know, he pulled through that. And, and I know like there were times when you were, you were not in a good place, you know, yeah. and I know with, without that, without that little, that little spark, without that little light, man, I don't know how you would have gotten out of it. I don't know if there was anything I could have said to you in, in some of those conversations. And, and especially like when you, I mean, you were looking like Mumra and I don't mean jacked Mumra. I mean like old Mumra. <laughs> hey, uh, you, guys, you guys know this fucking guy. Mumra, uh, you know what else is bad too? I swear a lot. And this is how I talk. But like I try to be professional in the podcast, <laughs> comes on and I'm a fucking mess. But Mummer's a mummy, like he's a skeleton. Yeah. Um, but do Joe, I do remember being at Iron Wars Three. I was with a good friend of ours, Byron Godfrey. Yeah, we're hanging out, and I remember watching CT struggle to get out of the chair. But he shook everybody's hand. He did everything. He got excited for people. I mean, and and I remember having a moment like, fuck, I got to stop complaining. Like, I I got a, fuck, I got a diaper on. I'm sick. I've lost all this weight. I felt humiliated that I couldn't represent and lift well. Mm-hmm. Like, I could barely, I can bench press 315 for 15 reps right now. Yeah. And I could barely press it once. And, and that's actually the night I knew. I'm like, something's really fucking wrong with me. Like this isn't, I mean, a a diaper should have let me know, but like maybe it was the flu. Maybe I had like a stomach bug, food poisoning. I mean, I didn't know how sick I was going to get, but like, I remember like then I was like, Oh no, something's really wrong. Cause even, even Byron was like, what's going on with you? I'm like, nothing. I'm good. You know? Um, And so it was just watching CT strengths to get through that. I just, I just remember, I don't think meeting, I, I don't think being there at that time 
could have been more crucial for me because it gave me that memory. So like when I mm. was struggling mm. to get up the stairs, it's like, no, you fucking get up the stairs. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I, I was sleeping in the basement, like in the bathtub naked. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, uh, cause it was easier to fucking just shower shit and blood off myself mm-hmm. in, in the bathtub that fucking change sheets every day. Yeah. 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 So it was like, fuck man. Well, I it, it, it's just interesting to me. Like when, when you're in that low of a position, like what are the voices that cut through? And it's surprising, like what doesn't come through, you know what I mean? And, and like I said, he's so real. You know, the first time I watched the I command you to grow video, like I was ecstatic because like that makes so much sense. Like everything he's saying is right on and it's just entertaining the way that he says it and how passionate he is. And like, man, I want that for myself. I want to be that passionate about something. You know, I want that magnificent obsession that he talks about. Uh, And and, and like, how am I going to find it? And, And until I do, I'm not done on this earth. You know what? And so if I'm, if I'm curled up in a bathtub waiting to die, like I'm not done. Cause I haven't found that yet. No, fuck. Like I, you know, and, and, and I remember like just thinking, I remember once I was fucking, this is actually kind of a funny story. I went to empty the dishwasher mm-hmm. and I got through the top rack and I was dripping sweat. I was going to try to help out around the house and I had to fucking sit down. Mm. And I was like, it felt like I was like in a 2k row. <laughs> and for you guys who don't know a 2k rope of time is the most brutal fucking thing you can do and i remember i started laughing like what the fuck is wrong with me and then i was yelling at me like we don't fucking sit down and workouts and then i was like this isn't a fucking workout this is the dishwasher why is this happening <laughs> and then you know sometimes like i hear ct's voice like you motherfucker you get up this isn't bobby maximus like you fucking move yeah so yeah. You know, honor to have that man on. I, I think that 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 him being a hundredth episode, it couldn't be more perfect to go. No, and and it, when we started this thing, like I didn't know if we were going to make it five episodes. I didn't know if we would make it fifty. And and by the time we made fifty, it was just like so rote. Like we were this just what we were doing. And now that this COVID thing, we've been pounding episode after episode after episode, and and just working at it. And and all the wonderful people that we've had on the show. I mean. What a, what an absolute honor and, and, and a pleasure to have like so many fantastic yeah. human beings take the time out of their life to, to connect with us. And, and just given the story of like our history together, uh, the history of this show, um, and, and to have him on it at number 100, like it, it couldn't be better. I wouldn't have imagined this, you know, the first week when we started recording, I would not have imagined we would ha- even get a guest on our show. Um, so this is, this is fantastic. Well, yeah, like, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that like it started as two best buddies fucking talking. Yeah. Now it's like, and I keep saying it with every guest, like, oh my God, Edge is on the show. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you always say like, we're really excited. And it's, you guys have no idea. We are like really excited. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we had Edge on the show. Can you fucking believe it? Like we were really excited. And then, and like, who do we, I don't even know who we followed up Edge with, but like, then, then we got my buddy Ari on the show and I was like really excited to get Ari on the show. Like that's not an exaggeration when we say it, like we're, we're, we're legitimately really excited. Like we do some work on some of these shows, you know, we get these people in because we really think they got a story to tell. Um, yeah, and, it's, and, and it's, like I said, it just, what an absolute honor to be, to be in a role where, where I just get to connect with these folks and, and just yeah. be the best that they bring to the world. It's a, it's an absolute pleasure. Unreal. I just, I just, I'm checking my DMS. I wrote them a message and they just wrote, love you most Bobby. God bless you. 
Like it just to be able to fucking do that. That yeah. is like, I want to cry, you know? So Joe, um, for the bottom of my heart, thank you for being the best damn podcast partner ever. Uh, <laughs> Fuck, man, this has been awesome. So we got 100. We're not slowing down now. Oh, not at all. Uh, I feel energized. I want the fucking rock on here. Uh, so, 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 Dwayne, if you're fucking listening, we had Edge on listen to the interview. I'm not some fucking Mark. I'm good. Uh-huh. I fought in the UFC. We want Dwayne Johnson on here. I want Arnold on here. I want Robbie Robinson on here. Uh, Michael Hearn. Uh, he's become a friend. This is fucking unbelievable. Like the fucking American gladiator. Um, I, I want, I want a Shanti on here. I want fucking Mariah Carey, Jay Z. I want everybody who I fucking look up to. And you got a list too. So let's and any, anybody like my God, we get John Petrucci on this show. Then, then we can talk about shutting it down. I don't know if we can come back from, from that level, but that's from my perspective. <laughs> But I, I want anybody who's got a passion to be on this show. I want to share that with people. And I mean, we talk about it as like, you know, we're, we're just a couple of gym rats, just a couple of dudes that, that understand some, maybe a little bit about training. Maybe maybe we just love the gym. But like, man, the fact that we've been able to, 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 to pull this all together in a way and, and to tell any kind of compelling story that, that helps people. And, and I hear it from our fans all the time. Folks are constantly messaging me, emailing me what fans they are of the show and how much they appreciate where they didn't even think. They're like, I didn't think I was going to get anything out of that interview with so-and-so, but holy cow, that changed my life. Like, that's why we're bringing these folks on. And 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 I'm not I'm not doing anything to get in the way of where this show needs to go. Like, it's just growing and evolving. It has a life of its own. Uh, and I can't thank you enough because I, I don't think I would have done any of this without you. And here we are. So... Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, By the way, good. as we're talking... I just found the fucking video of Beans doing the, <laughs> I'm the fucking, all the villagers to go in the fucking hut. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I will never, I will never forget rolling up to the school for getting hauled in for that shit. <laughs> My boys been watching C.T. Fletcher. So, all right, Joe, this has been a fucking blast, man. Yeah, for um, real. Only up from here. Yeah, only up from here. So much more to come. <laughs> 